0: I don't know about you guys, but whenever I hear this story, I'm just bothered by how Jesus treats this woman. I mean, if you think about this, thousands of people came to him for help, asking him to cure anything from possessed people to crippled people to blind people. And Jesus is like, yeah, let's do it. Heals all of these people. But this poor little woman, this little Gentile, a pagan, not a Jew, comes and asks for this one thing. He not only first ignores her, he, that's, then he just insults her. But as I thought through the encounter, it seemed to me that this woman from the gospel goes through what pretty much every Christian goes through in the spiritual life at one point or another, especially in their prayer. I know a lot of people that when you first approach Jesus in prayer, you hear nothing but silence. Right, you go in. I like. I want to pray. I want to pray, Father. But when I go there, I'm just distracted. I don't hear anything. And I'm like, Well, you got to keep working. You got to keep going. Don't give up. Just like the woman in the gospel, and she doesn't stop. She continues to beg Jesus. And then the church gets in her way, trying to push her away, stop her. Right? The apostles are like, Send her away. Get her out of here. How many times do people come to the church for something or to other Christians in need of something and just get rejected? I think I told you that before, but the the number one reason Christians leave the Christian faith is other Christians. But that doesn't stop her either. When she finally gets through to Jesus, it sounds like Jesus just says, no. My daughter's possessed. No. And then he just flat out insults her, making her think that he doesn't even care. And on top of this, you guys, I don't know, I mean, she's a pagan, right? So she the understanding of Messiah, the understanding of Son of God, Son of David. None of that makes any sense to her. She's not a Jew. And yet she's the one that calls him by his rightful messianic Jewish title. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me and my daughter. This is the point in the gospel, you guys, where everybody's turning on Jesus. But this pagan woman is putting all of her faith into him. She's the only one who actually acknowledges who he is, and then she also says, "Lord." The Greek, right? Kurios. I mean, that's it. She's saying he's got divinity. What more does she have to do? Is it simply just because she's a pagan? And the dog line. I just I can't get the dog line out of my head. She calls him. Or he calls her a dog. You heard it. I mean, her daughter's possessed by a demon, and he says, you're a dog? So there's got to be going on, something else going on. And in the Bible, there's always usually more going on than what we just read. The Jews often called Gentiles dogs. I don't know if you knew that. It was a very derogatory term. It was not loving and kind. Because Jesus, right, second person of the Trinity, loving, merciful, he's the one calling her a dog. So the Jews used this word, but there's two different words in Greek. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. I just learned it. Two different words for dog. The first word is kuon, And that's like a wild, rabid, vicious dog. Okay? But that's not the word Jesus uses. Jesus uses the word kunarion, which meant like a household pet, a puppy in your house. I'm sure many of you have had a puppy. You love your little puppy, right? But I'm still like, that's not good enough. He still called her a dog. I don't care if it's a puppy or a rabid dog. It's still bad. But then if you think about this, he's not insulting the woman. He's laying out the context of how the Jews understand the messianic arrival and what the Messiah will do. He will first go to the Jews and then he'll go to the Gentiles. So he's laying out his mission. He's basically saying this. If I can put it into layman's terms. Do you think it would be right for me to take the food that I'm supposed to give to my family and give it to my pet? And the woman at this point changes everything. She looks at Jesus and says, Master, I would happily be the pet if you just give me a scrap. I don't need to be at the table. I don't need much. I don't need signs and wonders. I just need This And I know you can do it. Some people need all types of signs and wonders before they believe. But not this woman. She just needs a simple yes. Her daughter isn't even there. And Jesus looks and responds, wow. That is faith. And grants her request. This might be the strongest woman that Jesus encounters in the gospel. Next to his mother, of course. Maybe Mary Magdalene. Let's put her third. She is one tough woman, and her strength comes from her love. That's what drives her to sacrifice everything, even her dignity as a person for the person that she loves. This is why I hate our culture right now and what it's doing to women. It's destroying the feminine. They make movies trying to portray women as equal in strength to men or stronger because that's what femininity is about. Physical strength, or the whole sexual appeal of a woman. If that's all femininity is about is her body, give me a break. Or that they make all the decision, wear the pants, they're the bit, you know? It's a joke. and in the midst of all of this, young women are getting so messed up about who they're supposed to be. And this is where we lose the beauty of women. I recently read a little excerpt. I want to read it to you. I don't know. it's an anonymous author. He makes the, difference, the distinction between a strong woman and a woman of strength. And I love it. Listen to this. A strong woman works out every day to keep her body in shape so she always looks good for everyone. But a woman of strength kneels in prayer to keep her soul from falling into vanity. A strong woman says she isn't afraid of anything. But a woman of strength shows her courage in the midst of fear by sacrificing her life for those she loves. A strong woman won't let anyone get the best of her, no matter what it costs. But a woman of strength gives the best of herself to everyone, not counting the cost. A strong woman walks surefootedly footedly with her head held high, but a woman of strength knows God's merciful hands will catch her when she falls. A strong woman wears a look of confidence on her face to defy everyone, but a woman of strength wears her good deeds. A strong woman has faith that she is strong enough for the journey but a woman of strength has faith that the journey she on the journey she will be made strong you guys women have a strength that is really on a different level and when it is when it is for someone they love they will do anything and everything but if it's not channeled through love it has to be channeled through love love of god love of neighbor otherwise it gets all messed up when it gets focused on popularity, you get Taylor Swift. When it gets focused on vanity, you get Kim Kardashian. When it gets focused on politics and power, you get Hillary Clinton. But when it's focused on love, love of the person, love of God, when it's looking at love of the poor, you get a Mother Teresa. When it's focused on love of education, especially for children most in need, you get St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, who founded Catholic Education. When it's focused on Jesus alone, loving him above all things, you get Teresa of Sue, Catherine of Siena. When you get a woman who's so focused on the love of her child that she's willing to die instead of aborting that baby, you get Saint Gianna. Women have a strength in them that is just on a different level, but it has to be channeled in love. When women are good, they are dang good. But when they go bad remember that playwright morning bride the whole line reads heaven has no rage like love to hatred turn nor hell a fury like a woman who's scorned but when it's for love they'll do anything I had a buddy told me this story about his parishioner this older lady she's out on a little piece of land outside of town And her son lived out there, too, in an adjacent, just on the same land, different house. And she said one night she was up and she was looking down and there were burglars breaking into her son's home. And so she called the cops and she said, there's burglars breaking into my son's home. You have to come and help. And they're like, "Uh, you know, we're really busy right now and you live outside of town. So we're probably not going to be able to get there for a while. And she's like, but they're doing it now. And he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. We'll get there when we can. Hangs up the phone. She thinks for a little bit, picks up the phone dials again. They answer, he said, yeah. I was the one that just called about the burglars. You don't have to come, don't worry, I killed them all. Hangs up the phone. In five minutes, 15 car, cop cars showed up. A task force showed up, surrounded the entire property, caught the burglars, and then there's this fabulous line She said, the the cop came up to her and said, I thought you said you killed them all. She said, I thought you said you weren't available. (laughs) Women, when it's a love, a level of love, your cleverness, your strength, your fidelity, unmatched. And that's why it is so beautiful about you, about the woman in the gospel. Ladies, don't give in to the lies of the world about who they want you to be. Be who you are. I want to leave you with a, a little poem written by a little woman. It's okay, it's not that bad. It's a good poem, I promise. It's by Mother Teresa, a simple little woman who had a profound effect on this world. And maybe you've heard it, but it's worth hearing again. People are often unreasonable and self centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you're honest, people will cheat you. But be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people will surely be jealous of you. But be happy anyway. The good you do today will surely be forgotten tomorrow. But do good anyway. Give the world the best of what you have, and it will never be enough for them. But give your best anyway. Mother Teresa understood, it's all about a gift through love. If we live the way that she lived, the way that the woman of the gospel lived, I think Jesus will say the same thing to us that he said today to the woman. Great is your faith.